Hello, this is Mark from the Wayback Group, and if you've followed our podcasts or seen our videos, then you know that the topics of spirituality and soul development are at the heart of what we do. You've also heard us talk about God, not in a religious context, but in a truly spiritual way in which we focus on real experience of the divine rather than just belief or philosophy. But if you're new to this, then let me summarise. Spirituality can be thought of as a strong desire to be closer to God, that which is beyond limits oneness, the source of love. Whereas soul growth is learning to be more like God, which means to be more good or more godly. The moment when a person truly starts to become more spiritual is when they knowingly turn their attention towards God, even if they don't fully understand it. That moment, when you first truly acknowledge God in some way, is a moment of higher awareness orchestrated by your spirit. Perhaps that moment has already happened for you, or is yet to come. But either way, I have a question for you. How did you, or would you, treat that moment? Would you be the photographer or the explorer? The photographer is a person who visits somewhere special and takes a photo to remember the moment. They tell themselves, right, I've done that, or I've seen it. Think of all the people who stand at the foot of a great mountain and are in awe inspired and they take a photo. They will go on to tell people of this moment, even share their awe, share their photo. Maybe they'll inspire others. Maybe others will go there because of what they say. But something is missing. The photographer is still at the foot of the mountain. And sure, yes, they do know about the mountain, but that's not the point. You see, when you are really spiritually awakening, then you recognise something awe-inspiring in that moment. And unlike the photographer who captures a moment, the person who is more like an explorer takes that moment and creates momentum so that they go forwards to explore it further rather than remaining detached. You take the first steps on a journey bringing you closer to God. Even if you don't understand it, in the explorer there's a desire to find out more, to go further, and this desire is spirituality. In truth, there is nothing greater than God, and so a journey towards God should be the main focus of our lives. However, in the beginning, that awareness might not yet have blossomed, though such a realisation often does evolve in time, as the personal journey gains momentum. I'd like to share a true story with you. I was mentoring a very spiritual person and they were experiencing what could best be described as blocks in their life and these blocks were starting to manifest as friction and problems. They knew something was not right but they couldn't figure out what it was. They were extremely humble and living according to the six virtues and had a great love and appreciation of Jesus but what came to light was that though they were extremely good and devoted they were no longer giving their thoughts and their heart to God. Instead, Jesus had become their primary focus. Now, they hadn't done anything wrong, but to help us understand how that created blocks, let us consider the metaphor of the journey. Knowing that there is nothing greater or higher than God, then the metaphoric journey is one that leads up, like a path up the highest mountain to the peak. Now, whether we can attain it or not, that peak is our destination, the ultimate goal of our journey. Each step you take takes you a tiny bit closer to God, higher, raising you up, spiritually, and we're not talking about religion, then Jesus, who is the highest of all humans, is the ultimate spiritual teacher and guides all good humans. 
He guides by his example, but greater still, he guides by his continued love. It is no wonder that a person might give their attention towards him. And in fairness, it is only right that they do. Because Jesus came to guide all humans, showing them the way back to God. But, and this is where the person had become distracted. Jesus is the guide. He is not the destination. And even 2,000 years ago, he made it perfectly clear that it is through him that someone finds God. Pointing the way past himself, as if to say, go higher up the path to God. If we seek to be truly spiritual, then we must never forget about the goal of spirituality, which is God. God is the destination. So how do we make each step towards God? It is through the choices we make in every single moment. Each choice, no matter how big or small, either takes us closer to God or further away. Do you frown or do you smile? Do you indulge a bad mood or do you raise yourself up, taking responsibility for it? Do you respond to provocation or do you choose to be neutral? Do you harbour resentment or do you demonstrate forgiveness? But more than that, and this is important, do you consciously choose to make God the focus of your heart's desire? Furthermore, having done so, how can you tell you're making steps in the right direction? At the start of last week, I was hosting an online meetup and I posed the following question to people. What practical ways would you be demonstrating you are more spiritual? And the discussion led to the appreciation that if you are more spiritual, then you are more closely demonstrating the qualities of God. Now, you may already have heard me say that all that is good comes from God. And so naturally, this leads to the realisation that demonstrating goodness is akin to demonstrating you are more spiritual. But this demonstration must be genuine and sincere, coming from the heart. Otherwise, it's just an act. So when you are sincerely demonstrating goodness, then it is a sign that you are moving in the right direction. Incidentally, I asked those present for words, single words, that would best describe these good qualities, which are a reflection of God's goodness. And what I'd like to do now is to read some of them out so you can see how they resonate with you. Take a moment to relax a bit, just be more neutral, and simply observe your reaction to each. Neutral, patient, honest, loving, truthful, light-hearted, still, positive, tolerant, righteous, just, guiding, compassionate, wise, supportive, kind, grateful, unattached. Which of these words spoke the most to you? Which of them do you think you would most like to have more of within yourself? And obviously, you may have thought of other words that reflect God's goodness. Now, when we're talking about having more of these good qualities, we're talking about your soul development. And when I put the idea of becoming more godly to a group of people, one of them said, in, in honesty, they said, is it worth it? I mean, it's not possible to be as good as God, so are we setting ourselves up to fail? Setting ourselves up for disappointment? I like the way one of the others answered this question. Even if I just improve a tiny bit, then I've got a bit closer to God. And since Jesus is watching over and guiding us, then he'd be pleased at any amount of progress. So I'm just glad that by trying to be a better person, that would please Jesus. 
that's enough for me. So here are the key things to take home from this. Understanding that we can become more good through intention and being present so that when the chance arises, we make better choices, demonstrating and increasing in goodness. That being and doing good is a demonstration of godliness in action, which means acting out your focus on God. But this goodness is directed outwards towards creation, towards others. And a nice analogy is that God's goodness flows through us and by learning to think and be good, we act like a tap allowing God's goodness to flow into the world around us. The more good we are, the more we are aligned with God. And so the more open that tap becomes and the more of God's goodness metaphorically flows through us. But, and this is important, it is possible that we could become very good but forget to turn our attention towards God. And there are lots of good people out there, but they do not think of God. To continue to personally move closer to God and therefore prevent ourselves from spiritually stagnating, no matter how good we are, we must keep God in the forefront of our thoughts and consciously in our hearts. The previous podcast on the topic of reverence really speaks to the importance of this because it explains how having deference and awe of God as well as love towards God, will lead to a sincere and natural worship of God, which has nothing to do with religion or any belief system, but rather is an internal desire, like a fire within you. In that podcast, I go on to explain that when you share that inner fire with others openly, then you grow and you help others to grow spiritually too. When you find yourself worshipping God naturally, then that is also a sign that you are moving in the right direction. But rather than waiting for the fire to grow, you can also proactively choose to worship God and fan the flames of that metaphoric fire. But how can we do this and worship God sincerely rather than dogmatically or according to what other people say? When we exalt God, celebrate God, show gratitude towards God, praise God, then we are worshipping God. It doesn't have to be a specific way. It doesn't have to be specific words. It doesn't even need to be said aloud. It can just be a willing thought within you. But importantly, it must be something you do with your full intention and awareness, which means that in that moment, you are putting God first. For example, upon awakening in the morning, you might say something like, Dear God, I acknowledge you. Thank you for all that is good in my life. Thank you for all that you do. That would be a demonstration of gratitude and praise. Similarly, just saying, God is great, or God is awesome. This is worship. They do not need to be said aloud either because it is about you and God. The metaphoric photographer would have simply taken a picture, ticked the box and had a moment having said something like, yes, I believe in God. But like a photo, that moment is in the past. And to be like a photographer would mean that after the moment passes, you carry on your life with no real change and God is no longer in your present thoughts, your deeds and your heart. Perhaps when the moment arose, you were more like the metaphoric explorer and you took those first steps. But what if along the way you have become distracted, even if it is by something as beautiful as Jesus? Or perhaps it is the sense of belonging to a group or adopting a system of faith. If your enthusiasm for these devotions, friendships or group activities eclipses your focus on God, then you are no longer being spiritual and you have now, perhaps innocently or inadvertently, 
fallen into acting spiritual. To have been spiritual, but fallen into acting spiritual, is worse off than where you were before the first moment. Because now you know of God, but you are no longer focused upon God. Innocently, accidentally, you have turned your back on God because something on your journey back to God has drawn your attention. Or perhaps your burning desire has been replaced by familiarity and habit. It may seem harsh to say you're worse off, but remember, your soul and your spirit exist for this one journey. So it's not just God that you may have accidentally turned away from, but also your own soul and your own spirit, and thus your higher self. As you hear this, please understand, knowing this provides you a choice, and all choices have a side that will take you closer to God. So this is simply a wake-up call to help you spot a potential problem and give you the chance to reflect on your real level of spirituality. Meaning, what is your burning desire and focus on God? If you know the truth, then the journey is to live it. And the call here is to live according to what you know to be true. But real truth is not truth within, nor is it personal truth. It is the truth beyond. Because truth cannot be personal, since what is true for one must be true for all. And so truth, or rather real truth, must be something truly great. Which is why I've said in the past that to seek the truth is to seek God. And so to live according to truth is to live according to God. Living according to your own truth is putting yourself first and ultimately comes from ego. So the opposite, which is to live according to God as truth, is the opposite of ego. Living according to God means that God is in everything you do and all the time you have. Since God is greater than everything and God is beyond all time, then there is nowhere, no action and no time when God cannot be with you and you cannot make the right choice. So the journey is to embrace the whole of it. And the six virtues, which we've discussed many times in previous podcasts, are like stepping stones helping you move in that direction. For example, if you know about humility, which is the first of the six virtues, then once you know about it, you have the opportunity to live by it, consciously developing your humility through an intention and desire to be more humble. Knowing about humility but not living by it is fruitless, just as knowing about God but not worshipping God is fruitless. If you were to live by the six virtues and importantly demonstrate all six of them towards God, then you would be demonstrating what it truly means to worship God. This reveals to us that the six virtues are a fantastic way of understanding, framing and putting into practice having God in our lives while keeping God at the forefront, since the six virtues intentionally are to be explored in relation to God, as well as in relation to yourself and others. So if you wish to be more spiritual and avoid stagnating, then are there other things you could do in addition to the six virtues? Well, the good news is that I've already mentioned a few of them in this podcast. For example, choosing to worship God by what you say out loud or in the privacy of your own thoughts. By having the intention to be the explorer rather than the photographer. By being weary of becoming distracted and simply the intention to put God first in all you do and all you think. But remember that long list of words that describe God's goodness? Well, 
When we embrace these ways of being and therefore become more good, then we will naturally find it easier to give our attention towards God, since all that is good comes from God. But there is one final thing that you can do, and this is often overlooked or forgotten, and it comes from God. God truly loves all of humanity, unconditionally, and God wants you to become closer, and he's guiding you in ways you may never comprehend. So ask God for help, and ask Jesus too. For example, dear God, I trust you. Please help me to become closer to you. Dear Jesus, thank you for all you do for humanity and for your guidance. I intend to be personally more receptive. So simmering all this down, spirituality is to know of God and to have a yearning desire to be closer to God. Your soul journey is to live according to God's goodness. And the six virtues are at the core of mastering this and also avoiding becoming distracted since they keep you out of ego and focused on God. You are not alone and God and Jesus are there supporting every step of your journey. It's okay to ask for help and help can come in many ways. Perhaps there's a reason you've found this podcast. God bless you. Now I've introduced a lot of concepts which may be new, things like the six virtues, soul journey, even the spirit. And so to help you, I'll put links to lots of free resources, including articles, podcasts, videos, and even an ebook. And you can also visit thewaybackgroup.org where you'll find more support materials and resources. Thank you, and God bless you.